Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This episode is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 10% off of your order. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is my friend and my second interview, Mr. Joe Coyote. Now, is that how you pronounce Coyote, sir? You nailed it, actually. Um, it's a it's a tough last name to uh, to get, so that's why I've inserted an audio clip in my Twitter bio so that people can actually um, hear how it sounds. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I you know I didn't stumble upon that audio clip, but I saw how you phonetically had it typed out on your website, JoeCayati.info. And that helped me once upon a time when I was referring to you. I think on episode one of Top Brew, actually, you were one of the earliest to give us feedback. And we talked about a question you had or you know, you know some observation you made about coffee there. And since then, I wanted to have you on the show because you're one of these other podcasters. And you seem to understand what this is all about. And I think that considering that you have a big interest in, in coffee and we have a similar experience in front of our computers, and a lot of what we do is um, writing. I am a writer. You're a writer to some degree. We both have our own websites. We both have experience. And uh, it says here on your website that you do video and audio technical work. Yeah, yeah. So I'm now in the IT field, but uh, another aspect of my job is the audio and visual aspect. So um, that could be troubleshooting different digital displays and signage, um, specifically um, sometimes in Times Square in New York City. So it's a, it's a pretty fun job to have. You were also working for Apple just a little while ago, right? Yeah, I I believe I left Apple November 2014. I was there since April 2012, um, so it was about you know almost three years, and uh, it was a fun experience. Would you say that as a, a, a professional young man in America, that something about coffee stands out to you and brought you onto my show? I don't know. Maybe the way we tech and the way we think about coffee is more like than we realize because we're both Apple users. I'm, I'm kind of joking. <laughs> what drew me to the show was, you know, right off the bat, it was it was made known that this is not a a coffee snobs podcast, and and I and I really related to that because I'm the type of coffee drinker who can um, be okay with occasionally having to go into a Starbucks and pick up a a cup of coffee, um, but also on the other hand, I appreciate the times where I, I could go into uh you know a craft coffee shop and you know wait in line for a drip coffee or or um something that's in the siphon bar of like per se let's say blue bottle in New York City. Um so I I really enjoyed that kind of back and forth with you and Eric and it, it what i what i really wanted to kind of portray on the show is is that uh coffee drinkers they they don't have to they don't have to be uh they don't have to put themselves in one category i think that uh, as a coffee drinker um for me you know sometimes coffee is just to get that kick in the morning you know i that's like the first thing i do is uh, you know i wake up and i have that morning cup of coffee but then the other times it's you know it's a, it's it's almost like a dessert so to speak you know you you make this cup of coffee and you just want to enjoy it while you know reading a long article or even writing a long article 
That's a great point. I know that for many people, they got into the ritual of drinking their coffee as a substitute for, say, a healthy four or five glasses of water throughout the day. So they don't give it much you know, real consideration. They get themselves a little half and half, whatever kind of sweetener they like. They keep replenishing the mug throughout the day just as they see fit and when they're feeling a little parched. But that's really not the healthiest way to approach drinks, whether you're drinking some colas or you just like your, well, even your water all day long. I have a cousin who's very avid about only drinking water and juice, and it would still be unhealthy for him to overindulge in the juices just because of, you know, the acids the and also the, the sugars involved. And just, you know, a little bit of mindfulness can go a long way so that you can really, really enjoy the quality of what you're getting from the drinks. And with something like coffee, sounds like you would agree on this, that you you have such a, a variety of experiences you can take it and use it for. So you use it for that jump start in that mo- in the morning, but you also use it as that, that um, I don't want to say nightcap because that would be misleading, but as definitely uh, a great way to um, just enjoy an hour or so right after dinner with the family. You know, you sit down, you watch a little TV, you having a little cup of coffee or espresso. It's really enjoyable, a very different kind of reason for drinking it at that time of day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually wanted to flip the script and ask you, how many cups do you usually have a day? Do you have a set limit? You know, I have been thinking about this a lot. I typically have two cups and one in the morning, about 15 minutes after I get up. And that just helps me get going in the morning. I really enjoy how it tastes. And that seems to be the main reason that I do. And if I didn't get much sleep the night before, then I also really benefit from, you know, the pick-me-up of all the caffeine. Then I have to wait a good number of hours. Because even though caffeine doesn't keep me awake, it kind of gives me a headache if I have too much. So I usually go for about four hours between cups of coffee. And that means I'll have another one around lunchtime. I like to use it to cleanse my palate on my tongue, you know, after lunch. So that carries me through to the afternoon. And if I'm in the mood, say, like I'm recording a podcast at night and I know I'm going to be recording podcasts for three or four hours, I may have another cup of coffee in the evening like I am right now. But usually I stop with just two. How about you? Yeah, I I find it interesting that you can have a cup this late because I... I don't get the I don't get the shakes or uh, um, or even a headache when I have too much coffee, but I do. Uh, I actually start getting tired if I really have too much coffee in a day. But as far as uh, my normal routine, I have one immediately when I wake up, and it's that's it's like a necessity. You know, in the moment that's consumed, I'm I'm pretty much ready to seize the day. Um, and then, oddly enough, about two hours later when I get to work. I have a, or maybe three hours later, I have another cup of coffee. Um, and that may be with maybe like a morning muffin or, you know, just kind of a, a some, some kind of breakfast. Um, and then after lunch is when I have my third cup. So I'm at a three cup a day routine. I feel like I, I could cut it down. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried intentionally or even unintentionally, you know, you've missed a, a, you know, a routine cup of coffee, but it really does, it really does affect, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's playing mind games with you, but I feel like it does affect me, um, if I don't have, uh, you know, coffee. And, it, and that sounds a little wild, but 
uh, it, it really, at least in my case, um, it, it affects me in a different way. I think it makes complete sense because your body gets used to what you put into it on a routine. I know that people who, for say, you know, always have lunch and breakfast, that when they skip one of those meals, it throws them off. It, it's not just um, their hunger pains. It's also something about how they can focus and concentrate throughout the day that, you know, sometimes it's actually um, healthy to take a fast for one meal, but it's not good to skip breakfast. You know, a lot of people want to save time in the morning and just get ready and go to work and they don't want to um, get up earlier to take care of breakfast. And so they'll sleep in and skip breakfast and just go to the office as quickly as they can. Breakfast is about breaking the fast that you had all night long and since supper time yesterday. And that's really important. It's really good for your body. And when you don't do that, you'll notice that it does change how you feel all morning, whether you have breakfast or not. And I think that it's a very similar you know, with the case of coffee. And of course, it'd, it'd even be more so if you're having the half and half and the, the sugars. Do you like additives in your coffee or you take it black? I, I probably around college time, I started drinking coffee black and it's, it's carried with me throughout my life. So I drink it black with one sugar. Um, I know, I know a lot of people who do the opposite. They'll put no sugar, but a little bit of milk, um, maybe to bring out the flavors a little more. Uh, but I find myself just drinking it black, uh, one sugar. Now, uh, I think you mentioned it in a, in a previous top brew when it comes to like having to go to a Starbucks, um, that's a little different. I usually put some milk in it because it's extremely hot when they hand it over to me. Um, and uh, that brings out a little bit of the flavor. And I thought you had a good point that when something like a, a, a very scolding hot cup of coffee you know, warms, um, it has a totally different uh, profile of taste. So I, th- mm. I thought that was an interesting point that you had. Nice. Let's get to some more of your observations. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about the distinguishing characteristics of coffee in your life? So that answer has changed throughout my life. So I remember my first experience with coffee was when I was very young. Um, if I had to put an age on it, I don't know, I would say around seven or eight. You know, I, me and my cousins would sleep over my grandmother's house every weekend. And on Sunday, she would let us have uh, like a half a cup of coffee, and it was like this this thing that we all waited for because this was this adult drink, uh, this coffee that we were told we're not allowed to have, and um, th- that was really my first experience with it. And then, you know, growing up, I, I, you know, my my mom was a very uh, big coffee drinker, but I didn't really understand, you know, the benefits um, or or why, you know, she had to have that morning cup. Um, and, and until I reached college age, that's when I really started to, you know, to, to realize that that morning cup of coffee makes a huge difference in the morning. It, it was at that point that I started drinking it really because I wanted just that jolt. And it was really just that morning cup. That's all, that's all I did. Maybe later on in the day, I would have like an energy drink or something. And then, Beyond college uh, is when I, I really started uh, experimenting. So, you know, uh, when I was working at Apple, you know, we had a lot of different um, coffee shops, or at least around my store. So we had Blue Bottle. We had a place called Ninth Street Espresso. 
And I would go to these different places and I would try, you know, these different coffees. And, you know, Blue Bottle had this very uh, kind of, it's very dessert taste to it. I, I, it wasn't the type of cup of coffee that I would just grab and, and drink very fast. It was, it was almost a cup of coffee that I would really want to take my time in consuming and really get all the flavor from it. Um, and then there were some other coffees where, you know, you know, on your lunch break, you need that jolt. You grab a quick cup of coffee and, uh, and it, you know, got you through the day. So it gradually, uh, I guess my thought process on, you know, what coffee did to me has changed. And, and maybe to rewind a little bit back, you know, I remember when I was, you know, early teens, coffee was one of those things that you got uh, at Starbucks when you hung out with your friends. And it was, it, it's funny, I wouldn't even consider a coffee because you, you would, I would order these like caramel, like frappuccinos with all the sugar and cream and, you know, God knows, you know, if there was any actual coffee in it or how, <laughs> how, so, and, and then now it's, now it's more of, uh, I guess I think ritualistic is a very strong word and I don't want to use that, but I'm definitely in a routine with coffee now and I don't really see myself breaking the habit, whether that's having more or having less. I'm at a place where, you know, coffee is a little bit of a necessity and a little bit of a nicety. I, I know that any kind of drink that we get used to can be somewhat habit forming. Like, you know, there's, there have been times that I've encountered people who were really into water. I, I drink water because, you know, my body needs it, not because I'm really into water. You don't go to the local water cafe. But at the same time, you get used to the routine. It is something that you do, that's something that you drink, and you enjoy it because you get really accustomed to the consistency of what you're getting in the glass. It stands for something for a lot of people. They don't want to drink hot tea all day, but there's those people that want to have a cup of hot tea at night before they go to bed. And it just gets them into the mood. It's what sets the tone for the next, you know, 10 hours laying down with your eyes closed. And you just get used to that, that form and function of your life. And I, I can, can understand why someone who is completely objective about it, who might stop to ask, ask themselves, how much time am I spending making my coffee? And then they sip it and they say, what exactly about this flavor do I really want to experience over and over again every day? Might say to themselves, you know what? I probably could do without the coffee altogether because of the time it consumes. And, you know, why is this drink better than the next drink that's easier to get to, easier to drink? Yeah, it was, it was funny. I was just talking to a coworker uh, about, you know, they they were interested about you know how i make french press coffee and they were saying that you know they use a percolator and they love it and they can't really imagine using any other device to make their coffee and so i started getting into it and after i started telling them that i you know well then you got to set a timer or you know wait this amount of time and they're like oh that that's too much work you you've already lost me um but the, there's something that i find really uh 
I don't know. It's 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 a little bit of fun, and it's it's just you you kind of pride yourself in making like a really good cup of coffee because I I struggle right now with finding the time to make French press because a couple years back, me and my wife received a Keurig coffee maker um, as like a wedding shower gift, and I wasn't a stranger to Keurig coffee. You know, my my parents had one, and um, it's. That convenience factor is really what, what, what really draws you to it. Having to just, you can set the machine to wake up at a certain time and warm up the maker and just, you just put the pot in, you make it. But, you know, when you compare it to spending the, you know, eight minutes, uh, you know, grinding the beans, you know, making, boiling the water and, and having that really good cup of coffee, it, it's no comparison. And I think that uh, some some people go throughout their lives not having those types of, cup of cups of coffee. They go through – they coffee to them is something that they get daily at either a Dunkin' Donuts, a Starbucks, a McDonald's. And I think for another reason, it's that we are prone to want to have things served to us. We don't want to create things for ourselves. I've always said that the sandwich that my wife or my sister or my mom would have made me would taste infinitely better than the sandwich I made for myself. <laughs> I think, And I think it's really difficult to get up to the quality that really suits your tastes if you're going to make it for yourself. The moment you're, you're, going, you're thinking about it this hard, and then you drink it, and then you ask yourself, does it taste any better? for making it myself, and it doesn't? Yeah, like, was it worth the effort? Yeah, and it's not then you just turn your back on the idea of having snobby coffee because you're like, well, what's the point in making it myself? It doesn't taste any different. And I think that's because, you know, you just haven't really tried to make excellent coffee. And the the first excellent coffee I ever had was something that came from a French press, but it was something that someone else had made for me and we were having it on our, our anniversary and it was great stuff. It opened my eyes to the fact that that funny looking French press, it actually does something. It actually can make a difference. It's not all about style. It's it's not so old fashioned that it's no earthly good. Yeah. Um. I had, a, I had another. Again, I'm I'm flipping the interview on you. Do you drink a lot of iced coffee or cold brew? I have experimented with it, but not an awful lot. Usually, it was because a few years ago I kind of got caught up in the frappuccino craze, and my favorite flavor was coffee. And then I discovered on the Starbucks menu that you could get an iced vanilla coffee. And I would have that in the evenings at Barnes & Noble. Then I realized, well, can I get this without the vanilla syrup in it? And they said yes. So then I tried experimenting with brown sugar. And, you know, so, so I slowly kind of warmed up to the iced coffee by accident and didn't really know it and didn't really think too much about it. How about you? Yeah, I, you know, when we have these hot summers in the city, uh, yeah, I tend to drink a lot more iced coffee and i don't really change my habits it's i still drink it black um and uh with sometimes with no sugar with iced coffee for some reason the the ice brings out a different type of flavor and i i find having sugar in it it tastes a little off to me um but i have noticed from going to different places uh who make cold brew coffee is that it it, it's brewed a lot stronger and it seems to me to have a lot more caffeine. Um, and it, 
it may just be that I'm drinking it faster because it's iced and I'm drinking it through a straw, but I, I have had, I, I've, I felt like one iced coffee was the equivalent to two, to having two regular cups of coffee for me in certain cases. That's a very, very good observation. Uh, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor for this week. Our sponsor is Thrasher Coffee, and maybe you've heard of them. They take care of the site and the podcast. Thrasher Coffee provides the fastest online freshly roasted coffee source right here in the Deep South in Georgia. Their roasters source beans from around the world, and then they carefully produce these great, bold flavored coffees that they ship right to your door. So you visit thrashercoffee.com. They roast it to order and ship it to you within 24 hours. You will always have the freshest, the tastiest experience in every brew that you get for your home, the office, and anywhere else from Thrasher Coffee. And I really mean that. I've, I've had a lot of pleasant experience with their coffees. And if you're new to Thrasher, I would recommend that you start with the Pioneer Single Roast or the Liberty Blend. They're my personal favorites. These two are essentially medium-dark roasts, which in my opinion bring out the majority of the coffee's flavor right before it begins to get too smoky, like in the dark roasts. And if you're looking for a great price on a coffee membership, you can also check their coffee memberships out. You get treated like a connoisseur. They give you a discount up to 35% off, depending on how much you order for uh, every two weeks or every four weeks. And Top Brew listeners get an additional 10% off with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. Thrasher Coffee responsibly roasts harvested beans, and supplies them fresh, small batch, these coffee experiences that you get from their excellent beans every time. And I just say that, you know, you go ahead and check them out because they, they are what keep this show going. I want to say thanks again to Thrasher Coffee and their support of Top Brew, the podcast and the website. So going back to the cold brew, you may have something there. I would have to look that up. And I'll, if I find any good research, I'm going to add links into the show notes about this because it's very possible. I know that uh, there has been a lot of debate over the years about whether or not the, um, the roast profile will influence how much caffeine you get as well. And some people have made the case that the lighter roasts actually produce more caffeine than the dark ones. Hmm. Now, that might just be because of the molecular structure of how this works. The caffeine is more or less um, burned the closer it gets to the darker roasts. Or there might be a better scientific explanation. I honestly don't know. But everyone assumes that the darker the roast, the more caffeine you get. And that's actually not true. I, I was under that assumption early on in my coffee drinking. Um, I thought it, that, you know, you got to go dark roast. You know, that's the way to go. Um, and then, yeah, I realized, you know, I, 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 someone told me that one day and I was like, all right, let me try the, the light, the medium roast. And, uh, I enjoy, I would say right now I enjoy medium roast coffee, um, the most, right, uh, you know, with the beans that I buy currently. Now, where do you get to your coffee? Do you do you buy it at a local coffee shop? What do you get? Yeah, currently I, I buy it at a local coffee shop around the corner from where I work. It's a coffee shop called Seven Grams Cafe, and I've been trying that. I've been trying them out now for about a month, and I, I really I really like the coffee because it has this taste that you know kind of borders on being very bold, but not too bold. Um, and you know I do like my coffee definitely on the stronger side you know as far as uh 
flavor goes. Um, but yeah, I, I like seven gram cafe a lot, but I've also explored like with uh Stumptown roasters. That's another coffee shop. That's uh, not too far. Um, that's, that's a, that's a great coffee shop that I believe they may actually sell their beans online occasionally get blue bottle beans. But like I mentioned, they, they have this very, uh, kind of this dessert coffee flavor. I, that's really the only way I can describe it. Um, where sometimes it's, it's a little too, it's a little too flavorful for me. So what is your, your coffee gear set up now? Are you still using the French press? So yeah, I'm still using the French press. I am, I'm looking to get a real coffee grinder. I, I know hopefully, uh, I'm not shunned off this podcast, but uh, I'm using like a flat, br- flat blade uh um on a neutra bullet or uh, i don't know if you're familiar with like that can grind coffee and i've been experimenting with different different kind of grounds sometimes making a little fine sometimes making a little more medium coarse i'm still young in my coffee making experience and uh it's one of those uh areas where i'd like to experiment with um you know a burr grinder and 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 other different tools. I'm I'm definitely interested in the AeroPress. I like that it, you know it can be it could just uh give you a single serving. Uh you know, I have a 32 ounce French press. Um so it makes, you know, depending on, you know, how much you put in your mug, it can make between 3 to 4 cups of coffee. So, granted my wife has has coffee with me as well in the morning, but sometimes uh, I have some leftover coffee and uh, I guilt myself into drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when you have a 32-ounce French press, it can last you in the morning and the afternoon for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely fun. on it, 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 it works well on the weekends because, yeah, I can make it in the morning and um, I'll have you know plenty of coffee for the day. Nice. Well, going back to the grinder, you have no reason to have shame there. I know plenty of people who still is sort of experiment with the blade grinder or use it as their on the go coffee grinder when they must best case scenario. You do have a great burr grinder at home, but if you're on the go, then you need something a bit more handy than that. So a lot of people get the hands on the hand grinders, those that you have to twist. And I think that that's the way to go. But I know virtually everyone starts with a blade grinder because the first thing they do is they get taught, you know, no, you really need to go for freshness. So get the whole beans and start grinding them for yourself. But who wants to invest $100 or more on an excellent burr grinder when you're just getting started and you really haven't had enough experience in taste tests to really prove the fact that you're going to get what you paid for? So I started with a burr grinder I picked up on Amazon. And uh, no shame, it was just uh, $45. And I thought the world of that burr grinder. It was amazing. It was delicious, you know, what it output. And the problem with that burr grinder was it was kind of cheap. So it only lasted me about four and a half months. Then after that, I realized I really need to up the ante here. So I upgraded to a Bodum. But I completely understand as it, as it concerns blade grinders, my wife drinks pour over coffee. And typically I make for myself an AeroPress coffee. But just based on her own tastes, she prefers it to be in the pour over. And she also prefers the taste from the blade grinder over my burr grinder's coffee. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she's not a very, she's not a very fussy coffee drinker, but she she knows what she likes and she always has it the same way. And um some of my other friends are very committed to the blade grinder even though they've had lots of experience with the burr grinder. 
I don't know if it's a, a situation that they do or do not appreciate the quality of consistency or also the ease that comes with a burr grinder, but they, it presents the flavor that they're used to, that they know, that they have identified. So when they always add the same amount of sugar and cream with it, they know what it should taste like because they were already accustomed to the blade grinder and they're ready to stop. They don't want to continue to fuss and change the profile. And if there's anything to change, they're more happy to change the beans than they are any of the parts of their equipment. Yeah, I think consistency is something that I've been trying to work on because, you know, even with the the same type of roast, you know, over, I don't know, the course of a couple of months, there is a variation in taste. And uh, partly, obviously, is just due to, you know, when they roast the beans. But on the other hand, it's due to how you are grinding the beans. Do you like to grind your beans very uh, more on the fine side? Or, or uh, where where are you at when you make your coffee? That's a very good question. My bodum actually doesn't give me a lot of control here. It goes from basically fine to extra fine. And so for pretty much everything I want, I go to the the lightest fine grinder that I can. <laughs> I want it to be the closest to medium, of course, and coarseness as I can. So that's what I go for. But if I had the flexibility, I probably would go for a more of a, um, a medium to fine coarse grind every time. So I'm actually still in the market for an, another burr grinder that would give me a better control of the coarseness. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I just uh, have one more question for you before we go. What is your favorite mug? And does it seem to make any difference to you with your coffee drink? Because I think some people say, I've been doing some research here. Some people swear that their coffee mug makes a difference. What is your take on that? That's that's actually a great question because you know, it was a couple of weeks ago and I was doing the dishes and I you know I saw my favorite mug and I was like oh you know I better wash that for you know for the morning because I I try to put my cup of coffee in uh, in this very particular mug and it, the funny thing is is I'm not really sure what originally drew me to the mug it's 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 not even like um a mug with a saying on it or some cool graphic. This is a mug that I'm not even sure where me and my wife got it or what time in our life, uh, you know, we, we had it in our cabinet, but it's a, it's a, so I look at the bottom and there's like a target, it's like a target branded mug. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll snap a picture and send it to you a- a- after the show. I don't know if it changes the flavor. Uh, per se, but I try whenever I'm making coffee at home to put it in that particular, it's like a, like a dark green mug and I love the shape of it. And, uh, it, it, it's, it's another quirky, a quirky thing of a, of a coffee lover. Yeah. My favorite mug is probably the one my sister gave me that has the original Star Wars movie poster artwork on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to change the coffee flavor, but I, you know, the handle's big enough and I just like it. It's just cool. So thank you very much, Joe, for being on this episode of the podcast. You did great, sir. Oh, thanks for having me. It was a blast. We'll have to have you back because, you know, like you said, you're still exploring these things. And so when you get more experience with a little bit more gear, and if you find some other coffees, maybe you drink some of the cold pressed coffee over the summertime get more exposure to iced coffee or something, come back with your opinion. I would love to. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Top Brew. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter at Top Brew FM. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Top Brew FM. 
And if you are a barista, roaster, connoisseur, or just your average Joe with an opinion about coffee that you would like to share, then please email me about getting an interview on another episode of Top Brew. We want an uh, audience participation. What listeners really want to hear are people that care about coffee and relish it as much as they do. Now I want to give a special thanks again to this episode's sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. To show your support of the podcast, enjoy Thrasher Coffee from thrashercoffee.com and let them know that we sent you. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.